0: Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter.
2: You are Locked on
3: Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast
1: Network, your team every day.
2: We love Fridays here on Locked on Auburn. A Ferg Friday. The first Zach Blackerby, Michael Pap is here with you. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can use promo code TEN OFF, one zero O F F to get ten dollars off your order to Mama Mocha's, Roman Pizza, or Mo's Barbecue. So nice variety there, and of course you can order to, uh, pretty much any local restaurant in the Auburn, or Opelika, Lee County area. Uh, this weekend, we're all going to be watching a bunch of football. Where you're not going to l- want to leave your house, and you don't have to worry about that. Just let the folks at Fetch Me take care of you. So, head over to FetchMeDelivery.com or use their free upgraded app to search Fetch Me phone's app store, and they will take care of you. And of course, you can use promo code Zach20, Z A C two zero for your first delivery free. Pappas, how are you, bud?
3: I'm doing great, Zach. Doing. Very well this morning. How are you?
2: Uh, I can't complain. I can't complain. It is a Friday. It is a Ferg Friday. Justin, how are you, bud? I am doing wonderful, guys. Of course, Justin with the Auburn Observer, uh, AuburnObserver dot com. That free month is over. Get that out of here. We're <laughs> onto the really good stuff. I've subscribed and uh, loving the content. It sounds like a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. Really, really strong start. It sounds like
1: it's been it's been incredible. The amount of uh, love we've gotten from Auburn fans. That free month and now. Into the the first, you know, really the first few days since we've even put the paywall up as something you can can jump over. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a lot, and uh, Painter and I are both really really appreciative of everybody who is yeah. uh, who who's joined
2: on. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I, I signed up for the annual, and uh, I highly recommend that you do that as mm-hmm. well. So one of the things you wrote about, I think it was before the paywall went up, uh, a player that I thought. Absolutely blew it out of the water. Didn't get a whole lot of coverage anywhere else except for on Locked on Auburn and the Auburn Observer. Daquan Newkirk had an outstanding yeah. game.
1: Yeah. I, I I am really high on Daquan Newkirk Me this too. year. 44
2: uh, was everywhere.
1: Yeah, he was everywhere. And they, the pitch on Daquan Newkirk is really easy. This is a guy who played running back in high school and edge rusher. Now he's over 300 pounds. <laughs> and he still maintained that explosiveness, that agility. He's had those injuries, but, man, he looks... He's he's a problem. He's a problem down the middle. And then the other the other one, of course, we've talked about it before. Bench pressed more than Derek Brown. Mm. So that's the type of strength. that like explo- <laughs> <It's, laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you can really do that, considering Derek Brown is as a as a, a human mountain. Yeah, but, he's a monster. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Newkirk played exceptionally well. All those all those defensive tackles played well for Auburn on Saturday against
2: Kentucky, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna have to do it again uh, against Georgia this week. Yeah, it's gonna be a tougher task, I think. As far as the defensive line. There's been a lot of story about Big Cat Bryant. A lot mm-hmm. of people are th- assuming that he didn't play. I've done several interviews. Like, is Big Cat Bryant going to be back? Was like, well, yeah. he did play last week. Yeah,
1: he played. Uh, I think he. I think he finishes seven or eight snaps. Uh, played. Just got out there. <clears throat> excuse me. Got You're out good. there a little bit uh, during the game.
2: Yeah. Is he going to be more relevant? You'd have to assume so yeah. on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to be able to kind of keep some guys at home. Um, you know, between Derek Hall getting ejected in the second half and Big Cat barely playing at all, they had to move guys around. Colby Wooden was a defensive tackle that played a lot of defensive end in that game. That's kind of his natural position. Um, You know, Jaron Handy played a good bit. We saw Caleb Johnson get in there a good bit. So I think this is just you're going to have more weapons at your disposal, and Big Cat Bryant is the most experienced member of that defensive line um, and is going to have to be a guy that you hope gets after if you're Auburn. I hope gets after whoever that starting quarterback is going to be for Georgia on Saturday. What
2: would you like about Colby Wooden? He played more than I was expecting him to. I know he was named a starter. That surprised yeah. me. But he played a ton on yeah. Saturday. He's just a
1: disruptive guy. He's very much in that mold of um of what you get at Newkirk as an interior player. I think I think a good comp for him is probably going to be kind of like Marlon Davidson. You're going to put him at about 270, 280. Can play inside and outside. Just a disruptive player. Um, does a lot of the little things well, has, a, has an extremely high work ethic. It's what got him into this position. And I think, yeah, I think he, the, the Marlin comp kind of works for him. They're going to be able to yeah. move him around and do a lot of things, especially if a guy like Newkirk is playing this consistently, you can kind of move him around and, 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 and do a lot of different things.
2: Is Dre Butler going to get left out? I don't, uh, I don't want him to be left out. I,
1: I, 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 I'm with you there. Um, I think uh, he was he was dealing with an injury this week, this past week, so they're hoping everyone's going to be available. But, yeah, he sat out. Marquise Burks got in a decent bit in the second half, yeah. so I think that's going to be kind of that rotation you can get in there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was kind of crazy. Auburn played 10 defensive linemen against Kentucky, and, like, four of them were injured or missed time for some reason. So, like, they, they this could be a much deeper defensive
2: line. So as far as the personnel we saw Saturday versus Kentucky, what do you think the biggest difference is going to be tomorrow's game against Georgia? We saw Mark Anthony Richards not get any snaps. Yep. I mean, he was he was kind of the guy left behind there. Yep. We've mentioned a few guys on the defensive front that are just going to kind of be rotational guys. Is there somebody that you're expecting to see more? I think Big Cat's kind of lumped in there because of injury right. and all that, but outside of Big Cat Bryant
1: yeah, um, I, I will say this. I, I'm expecting to see maybe a little bit deeper rotation at wide receiver just because I think the path to any sort of success you're going to have against Georgia on Saturday is going to have to be throwing the ball. Yeah. Not only because of, you know, Bo Nix and all those receivers, but, you know, Georgia's defense is nasty front to back. They've got to be able to, at least, you know, it's what we talk about on the show, you know, for several times get some guys in space, make them think, and like put the pressure on one or two dudes to make plays. Right. As good as they are at Georgia, put the pressure on those two, and especially with the offensive line protecting as well as they did. So let's see if the wide receivers get a little bit more involved. Well, we see Shedrick Jackson, for example, he was injured, um, you know, the, 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 this last game. Uh you see more Xavion Capers, Do you see a guy like Kobe Hudson get in, get in more. Uh we already saw He Kayla. is a
2: natural wide receiver.
1: <laughs> we already saw Kayla Newton, another natural receiver, uh get get it, get get some good work in. And yeah, and just see how much of that tied in rotation we, goes through because I think the younger guys, Luke Deal and JJ Pageis both uh show some things that Auburn fans uh should really be really be excited about moving forward.
3: Yeah, absolutely and you you talked about, you know, the rotation and defensive line. I mean, there are some some D linemen whose names I didn't recognize that got, you know, mm-hmm. a, a pretty significant amount of snaps, um, just to be honest. Uh, with Derek Hall coming back at uh, for this entire game, you know, what effect is that going to have? Are, are these, how do I put this? Uh, are we seeing so many names on here uh, on the snap count list, I guess, if you will, because they didn't have the starter for the second half, or can we expect this to be a pretty normal thing where it's it's ten eleven guys deep?
1: I think that's going to be a normal thing. It might not. It just might not be the, the same people. The same people, and yeah. it might not be the same amount of snaps. Uh, I think the I think the key in this game is like whoever you have at at quarterback for Georgia, you got to get to him. You got to affect him. You got to you got to do something. Whether it's J T Daniels, whether it's who I think is probably going to start is in Stetson Bennett. Or if they throw DeJuan Mathis back out there again, you got to get after him. You've got to make make him uncomfortable. And I think Derek Hall has the skill set to be your top pass rusher. We'll see what Big Cat Bryant brings to the table on, on, on Saturday. You know, coming off of that injury, but yeah, I think uh, I think Derek Hall and Big Cat Bryant have to lead the way. T.D. Moultrie as well um and so i think those edge rushing positions no disrespect to jaron handy who i think is going to play a decent bit this year and caleb johnson who got in a good bit but they had to move wooden outside a little bit more so i think they just had to do a lot of cover on with those edge rusher positions that they're going to be able to at least be solidified in some of those experienced
2: guys on saturday today's show brought to you by our good friends at built bar you can head over to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on for ten dollars off of your first box all of these bars taste delicious. In fact, their, their thing is you know, a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and they do exactly that. So like I said, builtbar.com. Use promo code LOCKED ON for $10 off your first box. Crazy high protein, crazy low sugar, crazy low calories, and they taste great covered in chocolate. They're absolutely delicious. So once again, builtbar.com. Use promo code ON. Justin Ferguson so as far as that wide receiver rotation um, that that you were talking about is it um, is it gonna is, is Shedrick Jackson the next guy uh, yeah. as far as you know people that we didn't really see last week
1: yeah I mean Shedrick Jackson was listed you know pretty much as a guy who was going to start or kind of be around that starter that starter uh, wavelength for Auburn um, you know in that open the depth chart however, had an injury, wasn't able to play. That's the guy I think you're going to see more of. Xavion Capers getting that big third down catch. He looked good. Um, will they use him a little bit more to try to get open downfield? Because I think you know there's, there's a lot of people who are worried about, like, oh, is this offense going to get too wrapped up and just throwing the ball to Seth? Yeah. Or maybe even Schwartz and Stove a little too much? Capers is, I think, that next man up. He's that guy that you want to build for the future, but also can make an impact right now. And there's a lot of reason to see why he could be that dude. He's six four and can run. Right. Like, there's there's a lot of great raw. Yeah, he, he reminds me a lot of a young Seth in terms of like focusing that focusing that potential. He could really blow up, you know, as, yeah. a, a, as an older player.
2: So they're locked on uh, Bulldogs, the Georgia podcast. He's they've 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 riled up a lot of Auburn fans, and mm. I, don't, I don't know if you've seen this on message boards or Twitter or anything, but. Not a whole lot of respect towards Auburn as far as their... Th- and that's that's Georgia, right? That's right. Georgia in a nutshell. We did a locked-on show with them, a crossover show with them yesterday. And uh, we're recording this shortly after the pod went up, and I've already gotten a bunch of tweets and texts like how <laughs> ridiculous a lot of stuff that he said was. And he he calmed it down a lot from based on what he said versus you know, when, when Michael and I were asking him questions about it. But they're extremely confident going into this game and... I mean, th- them really struggling with a pretty bad Arkansas team. Yep. I asked him about that, and he's like, well, Arkansas has gotten better. I'm like, okay. Well, it- it's still uh, – let's assume that is true. It's still not an Auburn defense. So, like, get that out of here, right?
1: Right. 100%. I mean, Arkansas is horrible, and they're going to be horrible for a little while. Like, that team might not win a game this year.
2: <laughs> so, And Georgia really, really struggled with them. So, I yeah. mean, does that going to translate – to the game tomorrow? Overconfidence from Georgia? Is Auburn going to be more confident going uh, to Athens? I mean, what, what does this look like mentally? I'll say
1: this. I don't think Georgia fans can say whatever they want. That Georgia team is not going to be overconfident. They know they played poorly against Arkansas. They know what they put out there, especially in that first half, is not good enough to be where they want to be this year. The thing about this Georgia game that is so wild to me is that we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. And B, this is, no matter what Kirby Smart says, this is the most talented team in America. Look at the recruiting numbers. And so, like, you, you have to put it all together and say, maybe that was some first game weirdness. You work itself out. Talent wins out. There's a reason why Georgia's a touchdown favorite, Ooh. even though they didn't play very well. You got some of that way going too in. too much, by the way. You got some of that going in. And on top of that, if you're Auburn, you should have confidence. You played a hard-fought game. You feel like you, like Malzahn said, they got a lot of stuff to work on. They got a lot of stuff to improve. This is a young football team, especially on the offensive end, and they won by sixteen against a good Kentucky team. Yeah. So you should have some confidence going into this game. You should have more confidence than you usually do heading into Georgia uh, because you haven't gotten to the point where you've had that demoralizing loss yet <laughs> before mm-hmm. you hit before you head to Athens. So right, I I, I think. Auburn should be confident that this is their best chance to beat Georgia in Athens in a while. 16 um, since 16 since uh in athens it has been sean white with one arm yeah they have not won since they have not won in athens since 2005
2: but it just seemed like a no-brainer i think it was 16 when sean white was going in there then we realized like oh his arm is shot he's yeah, throwing he with a spaghetti functioning
1: noodle. shoulder in yeah. that game and it
2: wasn't his throwing shoulder no. sadly enough
1: it was it was whew, really rough so i think if you're auburn in this case come in there with some confidence but know that that georgia team on the other side is really really good especially on the Defense side of the ball. This is the best defense in the country, but I think by a considerable margin. Yeah,
3: I actually want to talk a little bit more about the offense. So, yep, okay. um, we talked about this a little earlier in the week on the show, uh, Justin. We being Zach and I, but R- Roger McCreary mm-hmm. was Auburn's highest graded defender. He was on the Pro Football Focus Team of the Week for college football. Um, he had. A, he was just below. Pro Football Focus is quote-unquote elite line at, at 89.6, with elite being 90. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a lot of talk about George Pickens. Um, everyone knows his recruiting story, and then he has a, a very good freshman year, and now people are, are asking about, or, or people are talking about him being one of the best receivers in the country. He graded out at a 64.2. It yeah. was the f- fourth highest on their team uh, as far as receiving goes.
1: Who do you give the edge in this one? You know, the way that McCreary played in game one and the way Pickens played in game one, you have to give it to McCreary. And and it's not all on Pickens. I think Pickens is a really talented receiver. I think Seth Williams is better. I think his numbers last season proved that he was better no matter what the All-SEC vote looked like. Seth Williams is a better receiver than George Pickens is right now in his career. On top of that, though, you've got to go, go in is that it's not all on Pickens because we don't know what that Georgia offense is going to look like. Will it be – Will it be the law firm of Stetson Bennett the IV uh, <laughs> throwing the ball to him? Will it be JT Daniels who has not practiced with the first team in a few weeks? Will they th- throw Dwan Mathis back out there again? So, like, I feel like Auburn should be a little bit more confident in what they got with Seth Williams on their side. In this matchup, the way McCreary played in Game 1 was quite – Quite, quite good, and I know Kentucky's receivers aren't what Georgia's receivers are, but if this is a matchup head-to-head, head, you got to like McCreary in this spot because he showed that, like you said, near elite level, one of the best corners in America last week, and I think you're just going to get more of that as the
2: season goes on. You're listening to Locked On Auburn.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shot the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangeDays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangeDays.com. So
2: Shady Rays, they have the best shades on the market, and we are giving a pair of those away and uh, hopefully you've tuned in every day this week. And, of course, if you have not, you can go back and listen to the first four episodes of this week and text our hotline number at 205-502-4285 at the end of the week with all five of those words that we have given you for a chance to uh, win a pair this week. Um, so, yeah, be sure to check out the first four words from the, uh, the last four shows that we have done. And uh, today's uh, the final word. Justin, give us a final word. Effervescent. Effervescent. All right, so that is the fifth word. So text two zero five five zero two four two eight five with all five words uh, f- uh, from Locked On oh, Auburn uh, throughout I'm, I'm, this week. I'm Spelling really, counts.
1: I'm, I really hurt y'all on that one.
2: No, that was good. That was good, especially like all the other ones are kind of related to the rivalry. <laughs> then I love it. I absolutely yeah. love that. And also, you know, in the meantime, head to ShadyRays.com and buy a pair using Auburn 2-5 for 25% off your order. They offer a lifetime warranty. If you break them, lose them, or they somehow become unwearable, they'll send you another pair easy as that. Uh, Michael, I think you have a question for Justin.
3: Yeah, Justin, uh, I, I think the consensus right now from the, the guys from Locked Georgia and, and from you and from us is that Stetson Bennett is going to start this game at quarterback. Yeah. Um, he did, I guess, the best would be the best way to put it. He was 6 of 7 for 110 yards, throwing kind of that intermediate distance in the middle of the field, really where, where the linebackers hang out in pass coverage. Um, we've seen historically, and, and again this season – that Auburn's linebackers aren't the greatest at, at covering, you know, the, the middle of the field, I guess, covering receivers, coverage, period. Mm-hmm. And how much do you think that that is going to to be a problem here for Auburn?
1: Well, I, I think it's got to be something they've got to be aware of, and it might be one of those situations where you see a lot more Owen Popo in this game, a little bit more Jacob McClain, uh, and also just try to uh, cover some of those guys with dudes like Christian Tutte, or um you know bring a safety down whether it's a guy like uh smoke monday or um probably more likely Jamie Sherwood in that case yeah it's going to be an issue for sure you got you got you can't give them those kind of yards um those kind of chunk plays through the air especially with a quarterback um that you know is not anywhere like that Bennett if he's the starter that was Georgia's fourth choice heading into the season yeah right and you can tell me that, like, Arkansas is a lot better, but it's like, yeah, former walk-on threw for a ton on them in the second half. Sure, Arkansas is good, whatever. <laughs> um, but for Auburn, like, like, this is a guy, I will say that from Bennett's perspective, he's a guy who knows the offense. He's been very experienced with Georgia. So that's probably their best bet moving forward. And Auburn's got to, you know, be really aware of that and, and try not to let those guys, you know, hit, hit those spots.
3: Um, the guy from Locked On Georgia said the same something very similar to what you just said. He's very experienced with Georgia. Yeah, and I know that, like, you know, being on the team obviously matters, but it's a completely new offense. So, it's supposed to be. <laughs> so, you know, they they he's had the same amount of time to learn it as yeah. the other two quarterbacks that we've been talking about, and he doesn't run first team reps like you said he was their fourth choice so like you know he hasn't taken hadn't taken any first team snaps until he was on the
1: field right and and the thing there i think is just he's a guy who knows the receivers and knows the linemen a little bit more i think that's kind of where your experience comes in just that that chemistry you might have been able to build up with your teammates more than necessarily yeah like you said knowing the offense because look this offense was built for jamie newman and it didn't work out uh he opted out this offense Kinda makes sense to be built for a guy like Dwan Mathis. He definitely did not work out in week one. We'll see if J T. Daniels is a difference maker there, but I think they just made the best of what they could do against Bennett, and that's where Auburn has got to be a very interesting spot here. If they get off to a good start defensively, like they did in the second half against Kentucky, they can they can make uh, they can make Georgia's
2: offense have a, have a lot of trouble. So, how important is it for Auburn to run the football tomorrow? I mean, less than a hundred yards on the ground against Kentucky. I, I don't can, think I, they're going to break a hundred yards against Georgia no, tomorrow,
1: and I, and I don't think they have to. Okay, I don't think they have to, and it goes back to what I said earlier: spread them out, try to isolate those defensive backs, so, make so, plays. So in So space. you think
2: that's the attack? Is just all right? Th- Throw
1: to set up the run, okay. try to gash them underneath, have your spread, which is kind of what Georgia's going to do. That's their mo. What they're trying to build under their new offensive coordinator, so I think that I think you're going to see some of that on Saturday. It's just. George is really good pretty much everywhere, but if you have to give some faith in Auburn's offense is put the ball in Bo Nix's hands and let him get it to Seth Williams with the monster game he had last week. Uh Eli Stove, who had another monster game himself. And then maybe I love some- him
2: being downfield now. Finally.
1: Yeah. Most efficient player on Auburn's team on Saturday. Uh if you look at uh predicted points added, he was the best on on Auburn's on uh, in the whole game on offense. So it's stove.
2: Would you say that the stove is cooking? Uh, I would say it was very hot.
1: Okay, I would say it's very hot. So you gotta you gotta watch out if you're Georgia. Don't burn yourself.
3: Stove. Yeah, Stove was also the uh, Auburn's highest rated offensive player.
1: Yeah, I mean he caught every target that went his way, and I think pretty much all of them went for like were successful plays. So,
2: Michael, is that skill player or offensive players in general? Um,
3: Offensive players in general. It was Eli Stove, Seth Williams, and then Bo Nix.
2: And okay. then Grant Loy actually Grant Loy shout out shout out Grant Loy
1: the the efficient yeah. the efficient new
2: Batman yeah yeah Grant Loy my boy absolutely um all right so running back rotation it, yeah. it was six eight six with Shivers Williams tank what let's assume there's twenty carries how would you disperse those if you had to predict it I think
1: you see more for Shivers and more for Bigsby in this game just from what you saw on Williams last week no no knock on Williams and I think with better offensive line blocking so you thinking like an 8-8-4? Maybe something like that. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Richards gets involved in some capacity on on Saturday. Maybe not necessarily as a runner, but maybe a receiving option out of the backfield. But I'll I'll put it this way. Against Kentucky, the plays that were made by Shivers and by Bigsby, a lot of it had to be in in, in gap blocking up front. And also, they had to do a lot of that work themselves. Shivers had to break some tackles, fight through contact. Williams... I think just the speed wise from him and I think he had a couple a couple of carries where the vision was a little off and he chose the right he chose the wrong hole there um or you know with the wrong path it could it, he could be an effective running back for Auburn with with a I think with a better offensive line, but right now they need guys who can be able to make some plays on their own and right now you know you, you see that more out of Shivers and Bixby. What do you think for the yeah. starting
2: o line uh, on Saturday?
1: Well, if you if you run it through, who had the more effective games from just eyeballing it? I think a combination of you, you, where Troxel plays left tackle, and, and no, no disrespect to Alec Jackson, he just had he just had some really tough moments in that game, both in run Good. blocking and 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 pass protection. I think Brandon Council is a lock. This is a Brandon Council podcast, and it should be. He played really really well. I I thought he was. I thought behind Broderius Ham, he was the most effective offensive lineman. Broderius Ham had a great game. Yeah. Lock him in. Put Brahms in there. Then that last spot. I don't think you can go either uh, wrong with either Tayshawn Manning or Keandre Jones. Both of those guys did well in their uh time last Saturday against Kentucky. I think the lean will go to Manning because he is more he's the older guy, he's the more veteran guy, but I like I like Keandre Jones's potential especially if you're trying to build that running game.
3: So I would like to follow up here real
1: quick. Okay.
3: Justin. <laughs> yes sir. The the offensive line just like as a as a whole um were significantly better at pass blocking than run blocking again. And Nick Brahms, according to what I'm looking at from people smarter than I am, right, had a brutal game. Yep. And I know that Auburn only allowed two, what, two hurries and no sacks or two pressures and no sacks, something mm-hmm. like
1: that. Mm-hmm.
3: And, you know, Nick Brahms's, I guess, pass blocking grade is legitimately half. Like it is a 40.4. And Council, Jones, and Troxel are both above eighty, Bradarius Ham's at seventy-five point nine. Um I mean, is Nick Brahms gonna be the weak link of this offensive line and and is there another option? You know, we've been talking the whole the whole offseason that it's like Nick Brahms and then the whole rest of the O line, but I Could think, we have been wrong about that?
1: No, I, I think I think what Brahms getting, is getting knocked for there is that there were a couple of interior pressures that kind of went his way. You had so many rotating guys around him at guard. That I think that that affected him a little bit more different than the tackles. Who, if you have a guy like Bradarius Ham, he was pretty much you know who you're blocking the whole time. So I think the rotation affected him a little bit. I don't know how much this affects their snaps because they're technically pass plays in the system, but like the two bad snaps uh, probably had something to do with his grade. I know it was a pass protecting grade, but no, I think I think Broms is Broms is that guy. He's got a really good connection with with Bo Nix. He's a, he's a leader up front. You need that guy. But yeah, I mean, I think. If Auburn can be a little bit more consistent in who they have around him at guard, I think that, that number steps up. But I did not come away from – and everybody sees film different ways, but I did not come away from my rewatch of the game thinking that Brahms was a weak league. I thought I thought he was solid. I thought other players were a little bit better on the offensive line, but I think he's going to still be the guy.
3: DJ Williams was Auburn's fifth highest graded pass blocker.
1: Yeah. Is, um, Good in when pickups. Can we
3: when can we expect his position change to offensive line?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to say this, and this is going to sound like a slight, and it's not. I think D.J. Williams, especially if Bigsby comes on, if Richards comes on, him taking over the responsibilities of what Malik Miller brought to Auburn make the mm-hmm. most sense. I think he can be a more effective runner than Miller was because, again, with Miller, he had that knee injury and he never quite looked the same. Um, but he is an effective pass protector, and he's an effective short yardage back if he you know finds the right hole. So I think that might be his his path to playing time moving forward. Uh, but yeah, I mean he's a dude. I I think I think part of that comes in the fact that he was a former high school quarterback, and so standing back there, he knows he knows what he would mm-hmm. like next to him in terms of pass protection, which which really helps.
3: All right, last question for me. Right. You mentioned Mark Anthony Richards possibly getting involved a little bit more. Um, I thought it was wild that Gus put him on the depth chart as a, an or on the second string, and then we legitimately didn't see him in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if he got uh, special team snaps or not, to be honest with I you. I
1: believe but, he did, but it uh, was hard for me to keep up because he changed his number again. Okay.
3: Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. He should have um, stayed at
1: 21. I don't know. I'm sure it was a special team's reason why he didn't change at 21 because that's, that's also Smoke's number, so... Um, Oh, yeah. special teams that's yeah, what because Zevion it
3: capers did the same thing a month ago um kaylin newton as well a month ago uh, what is um i think his name's todd he's the fo- team photographer yeah todd Van yeah I, I believe he tweeted a picture of zacoby mcclain and Zevion capers both as number nine and then yep. they come out on On Saturday, and everyone's got new numbers. It just
1: needs to stop. It's all about special teams. It's all about special teams and avoiding having two guys with the same number on the field, and especially with a guy like Kalen Newton and I guess Richards as well. Both of those guys are going to be involved in special teams because they like Richards' potential as a as a a return man this year. Uh, uh, You know, if they if they need some more depth there. That makes sense. That makes sense. So,
3: my I'm sorry. My real question was, (laughs) what's the point in putting Mark Anthony Richards as you know, as a second stringer in that or, um, role as a second stringer. And then, you know, not, not putting him in the whole time. Also, all we've heard for the last two years is how good this guy is Yeah, and he, he can't take a step on the field. And, um, why does Gus like making me sad?
1: (laughs) Well, Gus likes making you sad because, um, I don't know. I I guess that's just Gus's M.O. Uh, (laughs) He'll he'll do that from time to time with you. Uh, His thing about Mark Anthony Richards, he said he's in the mix of special teams, uh, but you'll see Mark throughout the year. Um, We we think he's an outstanding player. Do you you
2: just have Gus quotes ready at all times? Yeah, they're always in my email. You found that like in two seconds.
1: Yeah. um, I I think he'll get involved. I think the way that Saturday win and they weren't running the ball as much, they they limited it to just three guys. If they expand the range a little bit more, I think he'll get involved. But it's going to be it's going to be an interesting thing to see. I've, I found it interesting that Bigsby got the shot before Richards, and I think that has something to do with the fact that I think Rich R- Bigsby might be a better natural runner uh, running back than than what we see out of Richards. But who knows? We didn't see uh, Harold Joiner either, so we'll see we'll see what that means. Sure.
2: So we did our picks uh, very quickly yesterday with the the Georgia guy. Mm. I said Georgia seventeen thirteen. Michael, what did you say?
3: I said that I'm really confident Auburn's going to win this game, which means um, I should probably take Georgia like nine to seven. <laughs> what do what you think, Justin? That's thinking, what my Justin? head is going to take. My right. head's going to take Georgia nine to seven. My heart's going to take Auburn twenty-seven to nine. Are you ready to get hurt again?
2: Uh, I don't think so, but okay, all right. I Ju- just have a lot of hope. Man. Good, good. I Ju- really feel like we can do it. All right, Justin. Well, what what is your pick?
1: I'll go Georgia seventeen. Auburn twenty. Okay. I threw it out there. I you know, the way Georgia looked in week one on offense, I got I think they got some real issues and I think Auburn's defense will be able to adjust. Um, also I just I wrote about it on Thursday at the observer. The fact that Auburn has possibly a decent quarterback play for the first time in Athens in forever could could definitely help. Um, I don't know, man. It might be it might be me being a little too close to the situation and just and just putting too much stock in week one. But yeah. I think I think Auburn's got a good chance to win this game.
2: Tell us uh, tell us about the Auburn Observer.
1: Yep, you can uh, check it out at AuburnObserver.com. We are behind the paywall now, like Zach said earlier, six dollars a month, sixty dollars a year. A lot of you have already signed up, which is just incredible, and we appreciate all of you for that. Uh, you will get all of my stories if you go behind the paywall and one premium podcast episode per week um if you listen to the one from thursday evening um a familiar friend returning to returning to the auburn airwaves uh, for our for our georgia
2: preview so you can check that out awesome man well best of luck to you we'll keep this going every friday for sure michael where can people find you buddy follow me on twitter at couch potato justin Jay ferguson au I'm on Twitter at Z Blackby. The show's on Twitter at Locked On Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We will recap everything over the weekend on Monday, right here on Locked On Auburn. It's
0: the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.